On the other side of everything, I can see forever. The side, not so much. Welcome to The Other Everything. The unquantifiability of the suprasensory. It is not measurable, though we feel its weight. It is not visible, though we see it constantly. It is not audible, though our ears ring with its impact. It is timeless, though it is present at every moment of our lives. Beyond the senses of the soul, unquantifiable, yet intimate, though mysterious, horrible and majestic, small, though vastly immeasurable. I'm addicted to my senses. I know I'm not alone. The things I see, I just can't get enough of. The blue, blue sky and the shiny things made ever shinier as the bright, bright sun shines perpetually on a clear sky day. I don't stare at the sun for too long, but I kind of wish I could. And through the window, the dust catcher solar rays show me what hangs dynamically suspended, those motes so mighty yet minuscule. The floating, falling dust particles remind me of the floating things that my stereoscopic eyes detect in, in my vitreous humor. Or is it on the surface of my cornea, that word, humor? always makes me laugh on the inside, not out loud. I love the colorless twilight time silhouettes of trees, and I love when the autumn splashes leaves into splendor everywhere that I'm paying attention. I even stare at the petroleum skin at a gas station's rain puddles and the iridescence of bubbles at play beyond the waving arms of children. My eyes are feasting 24-7, and I can never seem to get enough. Sounds, sounds, sounds. Way before I ever was a musician, I was a sonic appreciator, finding drips and crashes and whooshes and songs and words. When I was in first grade, I wanted to be an orchestral composer. Everybody in the class listened with their eyes open, but my eyes were shut as the Pier Gint Suite transported me, hands conducting. I was in the surround sound pit of the orchestra decades before surround sound was a thing. I love that Dolby sound when the movie is getting started. I won't lie. I love the sound of dogs and cars and morning doves singing and that dull whistling sound as they take to flight and that rooftop mockingbird that we hear from our back porch celebrating the day's end and the night's beginning. Food. Food is just the best. My wife is the best cook ever. No, I mean it. She takes me around the world in a bite. Even as I think about food right now, I want to go and raid the refrigerator. Yum, yum, yum. To feel the cold, the hard glass door, the soft skin, to feel and to be felt. I want to take it all in 
and I can't seem to stop. Yeah, every day I'm addicted to these senses. You know, I'm not alone. We've got these amazing sense abilities. So, you'd think that's all there is to it. Just taste, touch, see, hear, feel, and voila. I mean, this sense ability of ours didn't come with a set of instructions or a settings menu to tweak its use. Well, in fact, it did. Conscience plays a big role in where we take our eyes, our mouths. Remember those monkeys. See no evil, hear no evil, sound no evil. That one would be speaking. Eek, eek. Those monkeys are so busy using their hands to plug their senses up that they don't have a way to address touch no evil. But still, we get their point. What we do with our senses, well, we need to consider where we put our eyes and ears and mouths and hands and bodies. So the monkeys are like our conscience and they are at work on this. Conscience. It's like a governor for a motor. It is designed to put limits on our sense abilities. But not just limits. Conscience can also move us into situations that we wouldn't necessarily bump into. Conscience says, over there, feed him, listen to her, notice them, and use your body and your abilities and do something about it. But we have more than a conscience to help our sense abilities. If we have an imagination that helps us extend our senses, we invent, we adventure, we invest, and our imaginations propel us beyond the animalistic instinctiveness. We imagine and we reach beyond the limitations of our sensory-bound existence. I think there is something beyond our isolated selves, even our collective isolated selves, that extends us far beyond the limitations of our senses. Something tugs my skin to peel the life from its underneath. Not me, but still stripped flesh is all it is, and I is all aglow like phosphorescence. You smell life or death. My end is glory given, paid in substitutionary blood, life for life, death for death. I can feel the hair rise up, skin tingling, wind blowing, smell, touch, and see the liberty. Burning pinprick holes through my clay shell covering. Inside out, the glory goes. Outside in, the glory came. The word, the same. 2,000 years ago, on the historic one-of-a-kind day, 
when a group of people who had been sitting around and praying for God to do something, send something, start something, the Holy Spirit fell upon and filled them up on a day that Jesus had promised would come for them. And Peter got up and said this, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Crashing in and disrupting their lives of sensibility, God filled these people with something more. All the way from the other side of everything, He filled His brand new church with His imagination. This has been our 21st episode of The Other Everything. Our next episode is entitled Imagining. If you want to know more or want to be in contact with us, you can visit us at our website entitled theothereverything.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you have contributions, poems, songs, ideas, please send them our way.